Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Bring along the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to add a sprinkle of joy to your workday. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Dean Mike Palm, you're going to be seen on YouTube TV, VSIN.com, all over the country, all over the world. Global sensation Mike Palm, he joins us here. Sharp Money, open up hour number two, open up November. November 1, I'm Patrick Maher, of course, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, a lot to get to. Palm versus the Prince. Oh with some edited rules coming up in the next segment. But first we start with, of course, the man, the legend. He is the director of everything at the D, of course, Circus Sports. And you can check him out on Fridays on the Lombardi Line and with Mr. Wilson on Saturdays right here on VSIN. What's up, Mike? Hi, Patrick. How are you, Dustin? I'm all, how about that, that sling? Are we still on the sl- The sling was a one-time. Yes, one we're time. still slinging. But so was the X chair. That's long gone the way of the dodo. But... Here's what I have to say. A blessed All Saints Day to everyone. I want to wish that to everyone following. Mm. Uh, big thing for you there, Patrick, a Monday night football game in Detroit, and your Lions came through. A lot of cars saved. Cars probably won't bring, bring, being burned during those hours on hell night, so it was a win-win for the whole city. Yep, Devil's Night. Devil's uh, Night. Does, yep. does yep. Devil's Night exist outside of Detroit, no. Michigan, which no, is no, essentially not. where they burn the city down <laughs> every year? No, it does not. It does not exist. It's, it's probably it's, a good thing, Mike. Yeah, maybe. Hey. <laughs> It was, uh, they burned down the Allegiant Stadium overnight. What uh, was your take? What was your Ted's terrible transition? However, what was your take? Mark Davis, I was shocked that he went ahead and made the move. I'm saddened because Michael Lombardi was actually going to be staying at Circa Thursday through Tuesday. Uh, was coming out to, to go to the game Sunday. And uh, in the wake of the news, obviously, and how this hits his family, he is, he's canceled his trip. So I was saddened by that. I was going to get a chance to see him see him on Sunday. I coincidentally am leaving Friday morning. I'll be going to the Iowa Northwestern game, a historically low total, 29 and a mm. half. We opened at Circus Sports. That game's at Wrigley Field. We're throwing a joint event a mall for both Circus Sports customers in Iowa and in Illinois. We've actually uh, rented out a large section of one of those rooftops across from Wrigley Field where we'll be enjoying the game. Miller and Condon from KXNO in Des Moines, co-sponsors of the trip, as well as our partners in Iowa, Wild Rose. The big guy, Dustin, will be filling in for me with the aforementioned Benjamin Wilson on Live Bet Saturday, by the way. 
By the way, when you make say- sure you bring your beta blocker to keep that <laughs> heart rate in check for Northwestern Iowa. That sounds exciting. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Boy, where do you get the nerve to Every, use the word uh, should enjoy that game? Holy Every cow. game in the Big Ten West has title game implications. That's what the beauty of it is. Are, are they broadcasting that game in black and white to match the play? Peacock. The Peacock is, is broadcasting it right after West Ham and somebody, I think, I believe. They, they, may, they may have to cut away. <laughs> Big shoes to fill on Saturday for the big guy, Mike Palm, out. Now, how do you, Mike is very esoteric, very eccentric. You're going to be hanging out with Ben. Ben, a little bit more straight-laced, big guy. How do you fill the Mike Palm shoes with the eccentricities? Uh, Well, the thing I like to do with Ben Wilson, because he is such a straightforward professional broadcaster, I like to make him break, like... When you watch SNL and the characters break during their skits, all I want to do is make Ben lose his, lose his uh, train of thought and his, his, his like smoothness. I want him to see him break a little bit. That's all I'm trying to do on Saturday for three hours. Good my, with that approach, Mike? Well, my formula is try to goad him into another $5.50 bet. You know, to force him <laughs> to force him... To force him to commit, he has a lot of things, and he's kind of on the fence. And I said, take a shot. You've got so many streams of income with all the conferences you announced for. I mean, you're a hustler, you're a grinder, you're VEASAN. Take a shot. Take a shot, you know. As long as you're still earning, you can never really get hurt. And he's still earning, obviously. So that, that's what I like to do with the kid. Well, you there? Uh, I'm here. I'm just sitting there. Cool. Well, Why don't you jump in? You guys really work together? Because I'm trying to figure out the chemistry still. I, I wasn't expecting that. I, was not, I didn't see that right hook coming, okay? I mean, that was a standing eight count. The referees were looking around at the corner saying, do you want to throw in the towel or not? Um, by the way, what do you expect? Well, teams look good in college football. <laughs> <laughs> That's his line. That's his line. It's a false line. Actually, the question, the question was going to be. I've never all. seen Dustin laugh like that before. That's the funniest moment in the history of Easton. That's what he asked last week. He was thrown off by the I was going to change oh, the little story to the children. I was going to say, what do you think about the uh, rankings this week? Well, that's in the second oh. segment. We can't get to it. There's so much gold oh. in the second. Can I ask you a question, Amal? Yeah. Because I was told something. Please, and, someone. And, and I didn't want to confirm or deny it without going right to the source. I was told that in a previous life, you were part of a syndicate that destroyed books around Southern Nevada here, strictly betting second-half NBA lines. Is that true? I can't confirm or deny. We, we, used, to, we used to bet a ton of totals on NBA second-half. Yeah. Your boy, Matt, that's how Metcalf remembered me. That's actually the person. That, yeah, that, that's right. I, I don't want to say his name. His initials are Matt Metcalf. <laughs> Sure, you're excited about the start of the NBA season, Mike Palm. When does it start? To it. When does it start, Patrick? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Got the battle for Los Angeles tonight with the Clippers. Clippers just made a trade for your boy Harden. Speaking of Michael Lombardi, probably happy to move on from Harden. What a weird trade for the Clippers. Um, we're going to touch on Harden too in the second segment. Uh, I'm excited because Bill Cramsey, who's our director of player development, is pretty coach close with Coach Lou, and we're going to have to make a trip out there to go to a, a Clippers game. Uh, I know Amal and I will be invited. Patrick, you'll be there. You oh, can yeah. make the jaunt from Bel Air, and we'll have a nice time. <laughs> Thank you. I'll, I'll, bring, I'll bring Will and Jada with me from Bel Air. Um, See if you can get J-Lo, too. <laughs> the the uh, trade deadline... 
has come and gone yesterday, of course. What, just the Minnesota deal for Dobbs, did you find that odd? No, not really. It, I mean, Arizona gave the cues that they weren't going to start him anymore, right? And they were going to move on from him. And Minnesota's, you know, with Cousins was probably going to be a wild card team. I don't know if they're going to win a playoff game. I think they still think they might be able to get into the playoffs. Look, Dobbs beat the Cowboys. Dobbs had had the Giants down 20 at half. Uh, they were serviceable with Dobbs. So I, I don't find it to be intriguing. I mean, um, they had to make a move at some point. I mean, or they were going to give the season away. What's your take on San Francisco acquiring Chase Young and then where Brock Purdy stands right now based on the last three games? Yeah, um, a little, a blooms off the rose a little bit with Purdy. Um, I don't know they're, from a continuity standpoint if they want to make the change to Darnold. If Purdy wouldn't have cleared concussion protocol, might have been better for Shanahan to get a look at Darnold yeah. in a game situation against a very good Cincinnati team. Uh, I think it makes a difference for Chase Young in that he's going to have a lot of strong pieces around him and he's not going to have any pressure on him to be the star and go out and win games. And so I think it's worth a shot for San Francisco to make that move. Uh, the Bears, I don't get it. I don't get it. You're giving up a second-round pick for a guy who's probably not going to be on your team next year. It's not like you're in a playoff drive this year, and so it's a head-scratchy move to me. Patrick, we talked about that. We couldn't figure out why the Bears would trade for Sweat when he's in an expiring contract. And you're, unless you're planning on saying, hey, we want him here and then we're going to re-sign him. But They'd, have to, him him. They'd yeah, have to franchise him if they wanted to do it. It's the dumbest. It's, it makes less than zero sense. And Lombardi called it out, boys. But, like, so the, the GM, what, Ryan Poles, right? The yeah. young kid. It can't just be him. Somebody has to come to him and say, bro, you do realize A, B, and C, do you still want to do this? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I have no logical explanation as to why you would make that move. It just doesn't make any sense. It's like in the NBA, you see teams make these moves to free up the salary cap when a person becomes a free agent because it comes off their books. But this one, for a team that's going nowhere fast, just doesn't make any sense. Gave up a second rounder? That's yeah. as valuable as a first rounder. You well, got four years of yeah. service. They wanted to continue the tradition of bad second round giveaways for guys like Chase Claypool and Montez Sweat. <laughs> That's true. They did give up for Claypool. The Obviously, nationally, the response to the World Series has been tepid at best. How about the book? Are you guys taking any bets? When does that start, Patrick? That's another great. Yeah, that another is, great we're, we're on another, our way for a record lows as far as viewership with the Rangers and Snakes. For um, sure. You know, Dustin asked this question, I think, in the debate last week about did the postseason ruin the regular season, and I gave an impassioned baseball purist speech. And I have to tell you, I haven't watched much of it. I, I haven't. I saw bits. and I didn't watch, obviously, last night because of Halloween with the kids. I uh, looked at my phone a couple of times to see the score. Um, watch more of game one than of anything, which was a terrific game, except, as you said, if a tree falls in the woods, nobody's watching. It's pretty sad, actually, um, but it just it, it hasn't piqued the interest, and I think more people might be watching the Mac in the snow uh, on Halloween night than we're watching game, game four last night. Yeah, Patrick, speaking of which, where is, where is Central? Central Michigan? Yeah, Fire up, Chips. Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Great poker right room. The, Great poker room in that casino. At, yeah, if you, yeah, you're 100% <laughs> yeah. right. It's, it, it's Indian owned. It's a yeah. casino. What's yeah. it called? My goodness. Yeah. Uh, Soaring Eagle. Soaring Eagle. Soaring Eagle. Soaring <laughs> Eagle. There was I, a, saw, I saw the Righteous there Brothers a, there back in there the was, day. There's, just one of, there's one a ho- of the Righteous Brothers. There's a hotel there not far from the casino. 
Uh, we used to go up there from Chicago, and we'd make a few-day trip of it. It's, it's, the rooms were like $28 a night. We'd stay there, a few of us, and then go and play poker. It was a very good poker room. They had good action yeah. them all. You would have liked it. Yeah. The, it, you could see the tints of cigarettes yeah. <laughs> just coating everything. Well, I speak me. for all three of us here. Du uh, Dustin's also from uh, New York, and so all four of us, in essence. I mean, I saw the snow on the ground on October 31st, and I was thinking, thank God we don't live in that part of the country anymore. <laughs> we have, um, yeah, no doubt. Oh, I can't deal. How was uh, trick-or-treating, Mike, with the kids? We went to um, the district in Green Valley, and they have a lot of, you know, all the businesses do it, and the radio stations come out. So we made that round. We got there about 545. They do that 5 to 8. We were done by 630. We got through pretty quick this year. Then we drove back to uh, Summerlin and did our trick-or-treating around the house for another couple of hours. So it was good. The baby was bluey. I don't know if you guys don't watch these shows without kids. The baby was bluey, and then her sister was, was bingo, and my son was this skeleton man that went along with his mother's family's costume. Dustin, you were shaking your head yes at Bluey. Yeah. Is yeah, that Blue something you yeah. know of? Bluey was created. I read all about it because Peppa the Pig was creating sociopaths. It's a true yeah. story. Peppa the Pig, English, Bluey, Australian. Yep. That's a and what were you dressed as, Mike? Uh, I was uh, a 50-year-old father. Home <laughs> <laughs> versus the Prince next. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, check out the picks page. When you become a pro, you get unlimited access to vsin.com slash picks. That's the page, sort by pick, sport, matchup, event, top, vsin experts, leaderboard, ROI. It's all there. vsin.com slash subscribe. We send the picks to you every single day. It's that simple. It's now time as we welcome you back. Mike Palm is here. Of course, Mike Palm does everything over at Circus Sports and Vicent host as well. Going to be on his way to Chicago this week. And before he does, Palm versus the Prince, a little debate between the boys. Uh, Dustin and I will judge, and we've got a 30-second shot clock this week. We'll rotate who goes first. Uh, and I just flipped the coin. Mike Palm, you are going to go first. Dustin, are you ready? We are ready. Okay. 30-second shot clock starts with the first question. Mike Palm, who should be the number one ranked team in college football? Well, the real answer is who cares. It doesn't matter at this point, but Ohio State should be ranked number one. They have the two most impressive wins on the season. It doesn't really matter. Georgia was three last year when it came out. Remember, Tennessee had just beaten Alabama. It's all about who's who's there at the end of the year and who makes the playoffs. Here's the most interesting note here. Um, in the previous nine years of this, of the, how they did these ratings on Tuesday nights, 33 of the 36 playoff teams have come from the top seven in the initial poll. It's a great point there by Mike. For me, Patrick, I, for me, Patrick, right now I'd go with Georgia. First of all, I always believe the defending national champion should always be number one until they lose a game, regardless of if they lost everybody on the team. Uh, Georgia hasn't really done anything to kind of change my perspective on who they are and what they've done. You can make a case for Michigan. I think Mike makes a fair argument as well for Ohio State. Uh, I think the other teams right now, Florida State, Washington, and Oregon, are properly seeded. But I, I would lean towards Georgia as being number one. Okay. Big guy, let's reset it. Amal Shaw, next question is yours. Palm versus the Prince. If the Rangers pull this off, where does Bruce Bochy rank among the managers of your lifetime, Amal? Best manager ever. He's won seven division titles with three different teams, taken three different teams to the World Series, 98 with the Padres. They got beat by a Yankees team in 98 that won 114 games in the regular season, second most of all time, 125 including the postseason most ever. And Patrick, if they close out tonight, his record minus that sweep that they got uh, handed to by the Yankees would be 16 and five in the four World Series since on the cusp of winning number four, one in 2010, 12 and 14 with the Giants. I think he's been the best manager surpassing Joe Torre and Time. anyone else. Time is up. Mike Palm, same question. Your lifetime, Bruce Bochy. Bruce Bochy has won 2,093 games as a Major League Baseball manager, Patrick, and he's lost 2,101. He's a below 50% manager. The four World Series titles are hard to argue with, but I would have him fourth on my list of managers in my lifetime behind Sparky Anderson, Tony La Russa, and Terry Tito Francona. I, I Sparky, playing to the judges. Amal, <laughs> you'll get your chance. Don't worry. You'll get your chance. <laughs> no, I like the Sparky call. I, I like the. <laughs> okay. Amal, it, it goes from Amal to Mike Palm. Let's go, big guy. Get the clock ready. Mike Palm, what is the most rewatchable TV show? Oh, not even close. It's Cheers. You can continue to watch Cheers over and over and over again. I don't care if you know the dialogue to every episode. It's that good. It's that funny. The arc that this show made, being able to get away from Shelley Long to Kirstie Alley, the recurring character. They're doing another Frasier. They've got a new Frasier coming out. Uh, that's how good the show is. They're still making spinoffs 30 years later. 
Yada, yada, yada. It's Seinfeld. Okay. I don't know what Mike just said there, but it is not even close. It's Seinfeld. I mean, you look at this show. It is the best show of all time. It's not even close. One word answer, Seinfeld. The show was about nothing. It was the equivalent of peanuts. Okay. We continue. You're up, Amal Shaw. Palm versus the Prince. Can Will Levis make the Titans a playoff team? Now, when you look at the AFC right now, you've got nine teams that are virtually contending that are ahead of them. Uh, you look in the AFC East, and throw the Jets in there with Buffalo and Miami, the entire AFC North, Kansas City. Uh, you could throw the Chargers in there as well. So you're looking at nine teams that are ahead of them, and I didn't even include the Houston Texans in that list. No shot for Will Levis and company. By the way, if you look back at the game, guys were pretty open. I know Levis made some good throws, but guys were open, especially D-Hop. I think this Same team question, is, Mike Palm. Yeah, the Will team, Levis. The team is too far away for Will Levis to get them into the playoffs. I would agree with you. You're getting two teams out of the East. You're going to get three. Uh, I mean, who are you going to tell me that they're going to get in ahead of in the AFC North? Because you're forced to get one out of the West and one out of the South. And I, I truly believe that the Chargers still will have their hats in the ring. So you're going to have to overcome the Chargers and Cleveland probably to make it because I think Baltimore and Cincy are both in from the North. Well done. Mike Palm, you're next. Will Jim Harbaugh be the coach of Michigan next year? Of course he will. And this is a statement about the NCA and the pace at which they move their investigations. They move with the pace of a sea anemone, okay? And not a glacier, a sea anemone that moves a centimeter per day. A sea anemone. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter if Jim Harbaugh would have committed a capital offense, a murder, a kidnapping. They won't get to the bottom of it till three years later. He'll be there next year. They'll 100% be there. Michigan is a power program, a blue blood. They're going to be able to get out of this thing. At the end of the day, might be a suspension similar to what we saw this year. Jim Harbaugh, excuse me, Jim Harbaugh will be back in Ann Arbor. Okay. Amal Shaw, you're up next. Palm versus the Prince here, sharp money. Window or aisle seat? Uh, post 9-11, uh, window. Making it political. Oh, I you forgot. Want, you, want, you want to explain? Yeah, you yeah, sorry. Seconds. I forgot. I'm so busy listening to you. Because before you could actually get up and get hang out in the galleyway, now you can't. They send everybody back to their seat. Forget about it. No, it's definitely a window nowadays. I, I, I know the show you guys did was 45 minutes. This is three hours. <laughs> All right. I, I don't want to waste any more time. I'm going to say uh, this goes by my 90 minute. No, rule. we have time to fill because the, the mall's not filling up <laughs> to 30. If the flight is 90 minutes or less, I'll take a window seat. If it's 90 minutes or more, I'll take an aisle seat. I feel too claustrophobic on long flights on the window. I like the aisle and the freedom, except I don't like my knee getting banged by everybody going back and forth to the lavatory and the drink cart. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> which team, Mike Palm, we yeah. continue with you here. Yeah. Which team is the best team in the AFC? I think it's the Baltimore Ravens, and I know your ticket has a strong argument to be made for Cincinnati as well, but I thought you saw a healthy Baltimore team completely dismantle the Detroit Lions, who are, who are a very solid team. Detroit could not run the ball. Goff had no time. They took him out of his game. This is really the first Baltimore's been healthy. Lamar Jackson's arguably having an MVP year here. I think Harbaugh is one of the top three coaches in the game. I'll vote for today, Baltimore. I'm going to go Cincinnati Bengals, Patrick. It has nothing to do with the fact that we've got a futures ticket on them at 40-1. to 1. To me, it goes to one single play. Third down and 11 against the San Francisco 49ers in Santa Clara at Levi's. All of a sudden, the Niners are rushing three, dropping everyone back, and Joe Burrow goes straight up the middle. He showed you how healthy his calf is, and once he's healthy, he's an absolute difference maker. We talked about the idea that he, he could be there right I mean, just a shade below Patrick Mahomes. He is the second-best player in the National Football League for my money at the quarterback position, and he makes all the difference for Cincinnati. 
All right. Well done, boys. We continue, and Harden comes back. Name an athlete, Amal Shaw, more annoying than James Harden. Well, this is when I became the greatest of all time. That would be LeBron James. I mean, is there anybody more annoying who's got to tweet out about anything and everything? You know, the problem is, Patrick, the reason I've been so bad on this subject is I'm just not educated enough on it. Maybe he should learn more about the subject. Patrick, I don't think you can criticize LeBron James, who's led an exemplary life, a good family man, a good member of his community. I'm going to just trump them all here with Megan Rapino, and I don't really even need to explain that. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Appreciate that. Interesting transition. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike Palm. Yeah. You're up. Choose one. Taylor Heineke, Baker Mayfield, or Derek Carr? Well, first, let's draw a line through Derek Carr. You know, what he's doing, blaming everybody else but himself, is why he's not a winner and why he didn't win with the Las Vegas Raiders and we won't win wherever he goes. I'll take the unknown here and Taylor Heineke a little bit behind door number three. It's pretty close for me with Baker, but that's really a pedestrian offense with him in, in, in Tampa Bay. Let's let this gunslinger there with all that talent around him in Atlanta and see what he can do. I'm going to go with Carr. Uh, see, I like Patrick got the best line to describe Taylor Heineke that I've ever heard. He throws YOLO balls. You only live once. You know, three out of four games, he'll give you a great game. Then he goes like Ryan Fitzgerald. That fourth game, you're like, what is this guy doing? Why is he starting the National Football League? Derek Carr, while he's not great, he's consistent. He's solid. Baker Mayfield, I don't want him on my team. That's Palm versus the Prince. Big guy, it's time to add it up. Okay, here we go. We have graded. I'm going to tell you it's going to be close. I got oh, it'll three, always two, be close. Yeah, 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 there was a tie on, last week, on. for God's One, sakes, with seven two, categories. Three, four. Okay, I have... We asked one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight questions. I've got four pushes. And, and I have Mike Palm winning three to two Ooh. of the other five. I, I would agree with that. Ooh. Big guy? Uh, I have one, two, three, four, five in favor of Mike Palm. Thank you. So you've got Thank five, you. five, four? One, two, three, four, five. Yep. Five, four. Okay. Yeah. I had three to two with four pushes. So Mike Palm. Thank you. Last week was a push. Mike Palm wins this week. Anything to say? You're 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 the winner. Here's your Oscar speech. On the no, way Amal, out. Amal is a very worthy adversary. He's well spoken. He teaches classes at USC. Probably have a political talk show before it's all over. By the way, the grand prize is a chance to go see Iowa play Northwestern. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> and that's where you can find Mike Palm this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> What's the total? Twenty nine and a half. There you My go, goodness. buddy. <laughs> This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, make sure you check out the betting splits over at vsin.com as part of your arsenal. Of course, by far the most popular tool when you become a VSIN pro. Money and bets for every game, updated every five minutes, not just today's games, but future events as well. Make sure you use and utilize the betting splits. It's vsin.com. Remember, Sports Equinox is upon us when you do sign up for 120 bucks through May 1st. The betting splits are a part of the deal, along with the guides as well. All right. Sharp money as we welcome you back. I we didn't get we're gonna get Ari Wasserman on in just a second from the athletic covering college football. We didn't get the concession speech from Mamal Shaw. It was close. <laughs> 
Did you have a concession there for uh, Mr. Palm on his way out? You know, congratulations to Mike. I'll tell you what, if the first prize had been something different than Iowa Northwestern, I think the effort might have changed my uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, performance. He, he's, he's, like, he's a lucky man <laughs> to go watch that game this weekend, no doubt. I do have, by the way, I do have some NBA uh, plays coming up in just a little bit. you got a full slate on a Wednesday, as always, 13 games across the board. Uh, one of my plays has to do with the Clippers, Lakers. Interesting spot for the Clippers, of course, back-to-back, but they don't travel. And right now, we're going to welcome in Ari Wasserman, of course. The Athletic does a great job. And we had his buddy Andy Staples on, I believe it was last week or two weeks ago. They used to have the great podcast over at The Athletic, but now you can check out until Sunday, until Saturday. Pardon me, Ari. Uh, Ari Wasserman hosts the podcast over at The Athletic, at Ari Wasserman on Twitter. And I want to start here. We'll get to the college football rankings. Uh, thank you for joining. But you wrote an article about Lincoln Riley and the issues here at USC. I've been talking about it. I'm in Los Angeles. The vibes are horrendous right now, Ari. Can you kind of encapsulate what's happening right now with Riley and with USC and your take on it? Sure, yeah. I mean, when when Lincoln Riley was hired, um, if you take yourself back to two late Novembers ago, you know, they brought in a coach who had four, I believe, college football playoff appearances and three Heisman winners. Um, and they had a ton of momentum at Oklahoma. And it was shocking when he took that USC job. And when he went to USC, I thought he was going to own all of the West coast recruiting. I thought that the vibes were going to be the exact opposite at USC in the sense that it would become a cool program again, kind of like the cool Carol days. Um, I thought it'd be a, a destination for all, um, five-star quarterbacks to go to and a, pretty attractive transfer destination for talented players who wanted the second start. And last year was a great year. You know, I think they were half a football away from making the playoff and things seem to be going on without a hitch. But now if you look at this program, who's lost twice and, you know, needed two point conversion failures against Arizona and Cal to win. Um, and then you look at the recruiting results. There's just not a lot that feels like is going right there right now. And technically it's funny because uh, they're alive in the PAC 12 race. One of their two losses is, um, to Notre Dame, which was a non-conference game, but you know they don't play defense. He retained his defensive coordinator last year after a horrendous year, and he had some bad years too at Oklahoma with him. So it's not the first year they were together. And I understand that some people might say it's personnel issues from the Clay Helton era at USC, but what are they doing really at a, on a grand scale to uh, fix that? You know, to me, all of college football is about hope if you're not winning or something to cling to if you're a fan and usually recruiting and accumulating talent is that thing. But even that's not going, you know, the way that I thought it would. So, you know, vibes are down. And, you know, at the end of year two of the Lincoln Riley era, I thought that the vibes would at least be up. So uh, certainly not what I anticipated would be the case there. And I guess that's what makes the sport so fun. You never quite know how it's going to pan out. Ari, in Austin on Saturday, a great matchup between Kansas State and Texas is going to be crucial to the Big 12. How much of an impact does this have with Malik Murphy getting experience last week and then potentially here starting in place of Quinn Ewers going up against a Kansas State team that just continues to be underappreciated and underrated? Yeah, um, you know, I was on a big by Texas bandwagon before the year. For anybody who's listened to the show, read my stuff. I was fairly certain coming into the year that Texas would be a playoff team, and that's still certainly possible. Um, but now they're in a position where they have to go play 
against a team that is uh, the defending Big 12 champ, and they've got to do it at uh, a spot where they don't have their quarterback. And, you know, the number one knock on Texas's team over the course of the you know past five, ten years has been that they're situated with some of the best talent collection in college football, but for whatever reason, they lose to uh, overmatched Big 12 opponents that have no business beating them. And it's just kind of been the same old thing every year, nine and three, you know, maybe play against really good teams closely and then end up losing to Texas Tech or Kansas State or TCU or whoever, and it's just unbelievable. So, you know, now their one loss this year at 7-1 and one is a last-minute drive to Oklahoma. I think that loss is understandable and excusable um, considering, you know, college football rivalries and the way that that game's played and how good Oklahoma is. Now the question is whether or not Texas can, you know, survive the rest of their Big 12 schedule um, and do it in a way where uh, they can still be back into Dallas playing potentially Oklahoma again. And this game is going to go a long way in determining whether that's possible, and they have to do it without their backup quarterback. So is Texas talented enough to win a national championship this year? I believe that they are. Their lines are greatly improved. They have amazing offensive skill position talent with Xavier Worley and JT Sanders and A.D. Mitchell and all the guys that they have. But, you know, they're a four-point favorite uh, at home against the Kansas State team that's won a lot of big games over the past few years. And we're going to find out what this team is actually made of and whether or not uh, I was right about thinking that they were a pet playoff caliber team coming into the year with or without Gwen Ewers. Ari Wasserman, we'll get to the polls here in just a second. Uh, Dabo, of course, The Athletic, until Saturday, the podcast. Dabo Sweeney, justified defensiveness or a little thin skin there? Uh, I go back and forth with this because um, the color I thought was rude. You know, I don't know. I, I The thing that I respect about Dabo Sweeney is something that you'll never be able to take away from him, and that is that he worked his way up the coaching ranks, um, and he did something that every other coach wishes they could do and haven't been able to do. And that's taking a solid program and turning them into a national giant that can beat Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio state. Um, every single coach, Lincoln Riley, who we began this discussion with is one of them is going to places or are going to places that were built similarly to Clemson when he took over. And their goal is to make them a perennial national championship contender. And he did that. Um, and in order for somebody that he's never met before who isn't even 30 yet to get onto the phone and throw his salary in his face during their first bad year in over a decade, I think is disrespectful. That said, I understand the caller's frustration. Um, Clemson is uh, headed in the wrong direction. And it's not just because they've lost four times this year. It's because I don't necessarily think that Dabo is is subscribing to all of the um, things that you have to do as a college football coach in 2023 to assemble a team that's good enough to win it all. If you're not going to participate in the transfer portal and do everything in your power to stack as much talent on that roster as you possibly can, you're not doing your job as somebody who's making an $11.5 million salary a year. And I suspect that when this season comes and goes and it's time to start accumulating talent again, um, those policies are going to change because uh, the number one thing that a coach has to do to maintain success is adaptability, and that's something that Nick Saban has done very well over the years. Um, but also, too, Clemson has never been a recruiting juggernaut the way that you know Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State have been in, in the sense of you know signing ten top one hundred players in a single recruiting class. So you know you're not recruiting at an elite level, and you're not engaging in the transfer portal. What do you think the results are going to be? A middle of the road Power Five team that is pretty good and has some good players on it, but isn't necessarily a lead enough to 
go 11 and 0 or 12 and 0 or 11 and 1 every year regardless of turnover or who the quarterback is. Deshaun Watson is not on the team anymore. You know, Trevor Lawrence isn't on the team anymore. Cade Klubnick was a five-star prospect, but they're not playing on loaded teams with with Justin Ross at receiver and you know, all the players that they've had. It's just not the same place and you know, I I struggle with the are you disrespectful to the coach who has done everything for that program or are you in a position right now where you are seeing what the future looks like there and aren't pleased with it. So, you know, I don't know if I were the coach making that much money, if I would have reacted the way that he did, but at the same time, if somebody threw the salary in my face that I worked my entire life to earn, I'd probably be pretty upset too, because he he earned it the right way. All right, we got about- Ari, we just, yes, yeah, we just got one minute. Just want to sneak one in for you. The just top five, okay. top six. Did you have an issue with the rankings? Just got a minute to go here. Yeah, I don't really get uh, worked up about the rankings. The one thing that I will say is, um, first of all, they don't matter. But second of all, I just like to see consistency in the thinking. And when I did the college football mock playoff committee, like I learned a lot about their process and how hard it is to put together a uh, rankings of, of teams that are all kind of subjectively good or bad. But it's like I don't understand the notion of putting Ohio State number one, a team that has two quality wins, but hasn't necessarily looked as sexy as they have in the past. And then putting two teams that have zero quality wins, two and three, and then arriving then at four and five with Florida State and Washington with teams who have much better resumes than the teams ahead. So, you know, is it resume-based or is it eye, eye test-based? It kind of seems like it's a little bit of both, but I can see why people would get frustrated about it. Great job, Ari. Enjoy reading you. The Athletic, also until Saturday over at The Athletic, is the podcast. At Ari Wasserman on Twitter. Thank you, Ari. Appreciate it. Yep, anytime. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Okay, thank you very much. We come back. We'll get a little NBA. Then we've got Samich at the top of the hour. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. 
Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, DraftKings, new customers, bet $5, get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you sign up using the promo code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P. Also, every day for every better. Over at DraftKings, a no-sweat, same-game parlay. So again, new customers, 5 bucks, gets you 200 with the promo code SHARP, and then a no-sweat, same-game parlay for everybody. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Maul Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. We've got Samich on a Wednesday coming up. It is Wednesday, November 1, as we kick off a new month here on Sharp Money. We're talking World Series. We're talking, of course, we've got hockey. We've got college football tonight. You've got the Week 9 opening tomorrow night in the NFL, which we'll get to. But right now, we're going to transition do a little NBA, and I'll start here, Amal. I think it's a game that we're going to be on opposite sides, and that is the Kings at the Warriors tonight. I will go ahead and lay it with the Warriors. The Warriors have started off white hot the season, 3-1, and one, and this is a Kings team they played last Friday in Sacramento, and they beat them 122-114. That was with De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox won't play. And by the way, De'Aaron Fox on Friday night had 39 points in the loss against the Warriors. De'Aaron Fox with the sprained ankle is going to be out tonight, and it looks like an extended period of time. Steph, conversely, is on a roll. 41 points in the win against the Kings on Friday night. 42 points in a 130-102 win against New Orleans on Monday night. Monday night, Kaminga and Thompson, Clay, did not play against New Orleans. It didn't matter. They're going to be a game-time decision tonight. Not sure it matters without the engine for the Kings missing. So I will go ahead and lay it. A team, the Warriors, have dominated the Kings. I'll go ahead and lay the seven tonight with the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, you mentioned the ankle injury right now. Uh, big concern for Sacramento, particularly he's going to miss this game and potentially more games going forward. But, you know, he was fantastic in the previous game against the Warriors on Friday night at home. He scored 39 points on 14 of 28 shooting. And you're right, he is the catalyst for this team. But, Patrick, to me, I thought the line, if uh, Darren Fox is healthy, probably should have been about three and a half. And I'm surprised this number is as high as it is. But I think you make a fair argument, which is, he is really, you can make the case, as important of a lead guard to almost any team in the NBA because he's got the ability to distribute with his speed and then, of course, score the basketball also. But for me, I think at almost seven, seven and a half points in this type of matchup, not far for travel, 90 miles apart. I don't think that'll be that much of a factor, but Chase Center is always a tough place to play. You mentioned the domination the Warriors have had against this Kings team. Uh, I still like a Sabonis and what he's able to do. Golden State's still a very good basketball team, but I don't think they're the type of team that should be laying these big numbers, even against a team like Sacramento, that's without one of its key cogs. Okay, tremendous. Yes, Steph is averaging 33.5 so far. I think the I think the Warriors are going to end up being a team that's there and talks about in the end, as they were last year, of course, and and for the past, I don't know, seven, eight years at this point. Okay, next up, let's get to 
the battle for Los Angeles, boys. I know you're excited about the Clippers at the Lakers tonight. I'll start here. And again, the Clippers beat Orlando last night, and you're looking at a back-to-back. First off, it's early in the year, so fatigue shouldn't be an issue. Uh, They beat Orlando, the Magic, here in Los Angeles, so no travel, of course, with the Clippers and Lakers playing in the same arena. Uh, They've lost 11 straight to the Lakers. This is a motivation spot for me. George is going to play. Kawhi is going to play. Russ Westbrook is going to play. No Harden tonight. I don't think that matters. The Lakers, conversely, Vanderbilt is out. Rui, Cam Reddish are going to be game-time decisions. I'm just looking at the number. I'll take the six with the Clippers. You mentioned maybe you can talk about the line movement here. It's jumped all the way. Uh, It's now five over at DraftKings, so I'll give out the proper number at five with the Clippers. I I like the motivation angle. I like how they've started the year, and I like that everybody's healthy and giving it a go. Yeah, I agree with you. First of all, you mentioned about the back-to-back. This is one of the few times during the regular season I'm not concerned about the back-to-back. Last night, we saw uh, Kawhi Leonard play 32, Paul George 32, Norman Powell 28 minutes. Not overly taxed. They were dominant in that second half against the uh, Orlando Magic. And I think that was a good job by Tyron Lue of kind of balancing out in terms of how they're going to play it out. At the end of three quarters, they had a 17-point lead, so never really pushed by the uh, Magic in the second half. But you're right. Now, we've seen this number bouncing around as high as six, down to two and a half back up to three and a half Gabe Vincent going to be a game time decision not really that much of a factor for me here but Patrick I'm going to tell you I've watched a few Lakers games this year's this year already D'Angelo Russell when he's on as their third guy with him and Anthony Davis and of course LeBron James this team becomes electric but it's to me it's feast or famine based on what D'Lo does and then Anthony Davis is too perimeter oriented for a guy that can dominate in the post I thought you made a lot of arguments in favor of the Clippers and I agree with you I think this is a different Clipper team a better iteration of this team that we've been waiting for for the last couple of years healthy right now Terrence Mann banged up he's not going to go tonight but overall I think the Clippers are a more complete basketball team than the Lakers catching points even though it's not a home game for them I, I like them in this particular spot Okay, and the big guy, the prop king, as he's known on social media, a lot of prop queens out there, (laughs) but just one prop king. That's Dustin Sweetelson. The future's king as well. The future's bright. Uh, Big guy, you got a prop on the Clippers-Lakers game. I have a doctor's appointment on on Monday that might differ, depending on those results, whether the future is bright over here. Uh, I've got a prop for this one. Look, uh, by the way, Rui is out. Rui's out. I believe it's an eye. He's been ruled out? Okay. He's out. Jared Vanderbilt, as you mentioned, is out. Uh, more minutes for another forward off the bench. Uh, there's a guy in this lineup I can't trust because he did me so dirty uh, about a week ago, and that was Torian Prince. 18 minutes, 0, zero, zero across the board when I had over on his points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, Christian Wood is the play here. Five and a half rebounds is the total. It's juiced at minus 145, but I'm going to go over it. I think it's a great opportunity for this guy. Uh, two games where he's played 20-plus minutes so far this year. He grabbed 10 and 9 boards. For his career, he's a 7.3 rebound per game guy. You, as I mentioned, you can't trust Torian Prince to make up for, for some of the missing stats from Hachimura being out. Let's ride with Christian Wood in that game. Okay, donkey-de-donk. Next <laughs> up, the Grizzlies have started. Oh, did you want to comment? I'm also. No, no, I, no, go ahead, please. Okay, the Grizzlies have started 0-4. Go back to the prop king here. They're at the Utah Jazz. Now you're going to stay away from the two, which the Jazz are laying, a 225 on the total. You've got a prop here. Yeah, look, they have no front court players, the Grizzlies. Like, they have no Steven Adams. They have no Brandon Clark. And Aldama hasn't made his debut to start the year. 
which means they have limited guys to just go out there and fill up the minutes, fill up the stat sheet. So we're going to go Zaire Williams, Zaire Williams, over five and a half rebounds today. He's starting, and he's averaged seven and a half boards per game. Let's go Zaire Williams, over five and a half rebounds. Donkey de donk. Okay, next up. <laughs> I love the NBA. We, we're just fired up here on a Wednesday, November 1, D-Block, Hour 2. Little NBA association. Never hurt anybody. I know that for a fact. And you've got one more prop, big guy. Yeah, I know you can't wait for it. You can't wait because it's from your favorite team, Patrick. Hey, you know what it is? Well, can I just clarify? You know what it is? It's fantastic. Commercial you don't throw, remember. Yeah, NBA action young. is fantastic. You're too, you're too, you're too <laughs> young. With John Tesh, that was those were the Peter Vesey, Ahmad Rashad, NBC. Dun, 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 Come on, dun, 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 dude. Dun. The, the best Saturdays of my life were watching Teen NBC, little Hang Time, little City Guys, hey. little Saved by the Bell, leading into NBA Inside stuff, leading into that. What was it? Noon or one p.m. tip off. That those are the best Saturdays of my life. Was the early, was that Pee Wee's Playhouse to start the morning? Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, shout, shout to Paul Rubens. Uh, so this, this next prop's from your favorite team in the league, Patrick. I was also, uh, my generation was, was it In Your Eye? What, what was the thing? It was NBA In Your Face? I, something like that. They had to change it because it was like kind of grotesque. Um, Miami uh -oh. Heat. Tyler Hero. There's no Caleb Such Martin. a fun team. Yep. <laughs> There's no Caleb Martin tonight. Jimmy Butler's playing through knee tendonitis. Bam uh -uh. Adebayo's already banged up with a hip injury that he missed Monday because of. No way. We're going to go Tyler Hero over 32.5 combined points, rebounds, and assists. He's averaging 39 combined over the last three games without Caleb Martin in the lineup. They're facing Brooklyn. Brooklyn is the number one over team in the NBA. 3-0 and to the over so far. Plus 16.5 points to the over. That means there will be more points in this game, more opportunities for Tyler Hero. Go over 32.5, and, and I like when I bet on that combined where I think that a guy can go over that total, the 32.5, in just one of those categories. Tyler Hero could score 32, 33 points tonight. Who knows? So I love that number for him. Patrick, I'm just going to add in one more game. I'm going to take it on the end play. Detroit's hosting Portland tonight. They're without Anthony Simmons for about four to six weeks. He averaged 21 points a game for them last year. This is a key loss. Jalen Durant is uh, questionable with an ankle injury tonight, but whether he goes or not, despite being their second leading scorer, I think if you just wait, Portland gets a lead at some point in time, first, second quarter. You take Detroit at about three and a half or less. I like them in this spot. I think they're going to win the game. Portland with a good road win the other night. I think the Pistons get them tonight at home. Yeah, I don't hate that. Also, two teams that can't defend. I know the Blazers haven't scored to start, but two teams that really can't defend. I'll go over the 216 and a half of the Blazers Pistons. It should be a rule, by the way, if you break down a Miami Heat game this year, you should break down what they would have done if Dame Lillard was in the lineup tonight because they're so cooked without him. That's all I have to say. Samish is coming back. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.